I'm Sabrina. And I'm Cole. And you're listening to... Bitches! That's too loud. <laughs> that was perfect. This week, we have two interviews for you. Uh, first up, you will hear the interview with Frozen Soul. And then at the end of the episode, we will have the interview with Ulthar. And each interview will be followed by one of the band's songs. You ready, Cole, for this shit? Uh, I'm flipping ready. I That's hit on the microphone. <laughs> yeah. I hope you enjoy this interview. First off, let's let's start off by introducing All right. the band and the members and what you do within the band. All right. Who should we start with? I'm Mike. I play guitar. I'm Sam. I play bass. Uh, I'm Chad. I do vocals. Very nice. So you guys are a pretty new band. Didn't you form last year? Yeah. Yeah, well, nice. technically, Frozen Soul started out in 2016 with um, with other member, with members of this uh, band called Judiciary. But um, that kind of fell through a little bit. And then as time went on, uh, we reformed Frozen Soul last year. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, for those... Okay, there's gonna be a lot of people who be like, "What's what's Frozen Soul? What what is Frozen Soul?" Well, we get the name from um, some Metallica lyrics from the song "Trapped Under Ice," but I mean, it's Frozen Soul is just our lyrical themes are about ice and shit like that. Obviously, just like cold, cold everything. Murder. Makes sense. It's <laughs> yeah. you know we're in Texas and it's really cold here all the time. So. God, I wish it were. It's yeah. fucking hot as balls here most yeah. of the time. <laughs> Oh, fuck, I'm on the wrong page. I need to find Man, I wish I were Vishnu sometimes. Uh, alrighty. So, oh, that end time state that you get my they're from Texas, but I don't know what they're from. But they just put an al- put out an album a few days ago. It's really fucking good. It's on Dark Descent Records. It's oh, yeah. really, really evil shit. Oh, I love Dark Descent I love Records. It. And then, um, who else put out a new album this year? I forgot who else put out new albums this year. There's so many. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. Benjamin and Coffinized. Malignant Altar. Yeah, Malignant, Malignant Altar, Altar too. from Houston. It's Some insane stuff. Former so members insane. of Insect Warfare. Insanity. Just so really, crazy. really crushing, really heavy death metal. I, I love, I fucking love death metal. Also, I'll, I will say this band Outer Heaven. Yeah. Oh, I've been listening to them so much. They're yeah. so good. Like, it's like so good. It's Outer, one Outer of my Heaven favorite. Is. One of my favorite records. Period. Right now. So. Yeah. Oh, he's fucking wild on stage. Yeah. I saw him when they played with Horrendous, and he spent like ninety percent of the. They're set like in the pit, just being like crazy. Damn. It was awesome. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. They're real good. Um, what are you listening to, Sam? Uh, I'm listening to Archgoat right now and some Sarcophagy. I think you're, I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know. Sarcophagy? But, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. And that's pretty much it right now. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. I, I, I always ask because I do go and I look up these bands and I listen to them. Yeah. How else are you going to find new music, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much. Word of mouth. Yeah. 
Um, what is your music making process? <laughs> well, usually it just comes up with all, I'll write a few like riffs that are just a few seconds long. We'll um, kind of base the rest of the song off of that and put everything together afterwards. And then uh, Chad also plays drums, so me and him, uh, we usually write uh, mostly everything. Very cool. So it just starts off with, uh, I just write a riff or two, and then we kind of go off of that and expand on it. Yeah. Very nice. If we have an idea, we kind of like hum it, and then like Mike will pick it up, yeah. and he's able to like transcribe that. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll give each other constructive criticism, yeah. and then change up what needs to be changed. And we look to like a lot of the bands that we like idolize, you know, like how they write music, like how they set their, their different parts up and stuff, and we try to like, you know... Like, not copy it, but, like, you know, gain influence from it and, like, learn from, you know, the people who, like, you know, created it, you know? Yeah. So that we could stay true to, you know, kind of the roots, I guess. I like it. I like that. Um, huh. Some of my questions are fucking weird. Yeah. I love weird questions. Let, let's throw this one out here. Let's see how this goes. If you could transform into any mythical creature, what would you choose? Minotaur, absolutely a Minotaur. Yeah, Minotaur. About uh, you. Uh, I don't know a dragon. I don't know. It's probably gonna be dragon's his. a good one. Probably <laughs> uh, a chimera. 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 Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. These are these are excellent answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could collaborate with any living <laughs> musician. Who would, you, who would you choose? Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> I've stopped asking dead because I got too many chucks. And I'm like, let's stick oh. with living. <laughs> That's a tough one. I mean, yeah, it's really tough. Probably Mortician, maybe. Probably. I mean, we do cover one of their songs, but... Yeah, indeed. They, they got those, like, just nasty, yeah, fucking heavy riffs. That or, um... I just had it. I forgot who else I was going to say. I just had it. Oh, Obituary. Yeah, yeah. Obituary, obituary for sure, because they're just, their shit's just so fucking groovy. Right? Yeah. Very cool. Let's see. Uh, what keeps you making music? What inspires you and, like, gets you to wake up in the morning and be like, I'm going to make a tasty riff? Yeah. Usually, for me, I, I gain a lot of influence whenever I'm listening to music. I'll hear, I'll hear something like, oh my god, I really like that. And it just gets me, it just gets me influenced and like hearing my, seeing my friends play, like my friends in combat tonight, seeing them play and yeah. seeing other friends play, just, it motivates me a lot to just wake up and I want to write some shit. Very and then, and then also playing shows and seeing how people react, it's, it's the best feeling ever and that makes me want to keep going. And yeah, it's I, pretty much like, this is like, just like what we do, you know, like I've been writing like and playing music and going to shows for like, I don't know, over half my life. And it's just like, it's like the only, it's like the main dream that I've had, yeah. and we've all had, you know, and it's like, it's, it's just like something that we, we just constantly push for, and I guess that's really what drives us, is it's just like, we feel it, you know, yeah. like, we feel it, we let out our frustration and everything. Very good. It's like, cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Sure. Very cool. Um, ooh. What are you guys reading? <laughs> I don't read. Hey, that's fine. 
I got a, I got a low IQ from all these riffs. I don't fucking yeah. read. <laughs> yeah, we're on that caveman level, so we don't we don't read. You know? yeah. I read a lot. I started a Lab Two Fifty Seven, which is like a conspiracy theory book about Plum Island. I'm not very far into it yet because I don't have a lot of time to read right now, but it's pretty interesting so far. You do what? I also look for books that people recommend. Oh, yeah. My fantasy collection after interviewing Eternal Champion just got, like, fucking retarded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jason's a man. He's, he's, uh, he's a reader. Yeah, yeah sure. he's a cool dude. Yeah. Ooh, um, is there a band that you would love to tour with or, or share the stage with? Yeah. God, like so, so That's a man. huge list. Like, do you want, like... Top like, five, like, like of all time, or you just mean well, like, like bands that are like, like active and core. Active. Like one that you could like actually like. This is a dream that could come true. Not uh, like Metallica. One hundred percent Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. As I mean, much as everyone Dying shits on them, like, yeah, yeah, Dying Fetus as well. Is cool. I would really like to. I would like to. Honestly, I would love to tour with Outer Heaven. Like, yeah. Like straight up, that's just my shit. Like I mean, it's just it's it is just like ignorant, but it's not, and it's just like fits with us like perfectly. And, I don't know, like, I would love to tour with them. And also, like, Malignant Altar, which, like, we are working on. Yeah. Like, that that's stuff that's, like, really cool. Yeah. And then Bolt Thrower. Like, if we if could it just... Possible. If we could just get them back together, if we could just... Make we could just get them happen. back together, like, that would be a dream come true. Yeah. yeah. Come on, reunion tour. Yeah. Make it happen. They say it's never going to happen, but, like, I heard talk, but I don't know. Fingers but, yeah, crossed. that's that's probably number one for me. I listened to your demo and I thought it was really good, but of course it leaves me wanting more. Are you guys working on a full length album? Yeah, yeah, we're working on a full length right now. Yeah, nice. we've got like I'd say like three solid songs, new songs. Yeah, two are like basically golden, but like we're we've got a lot of stuff that we're working on. So we're gonna, lots of stuff. Yeah, we're gonna we're working hard. Like we have a lot of shows coming up. So. Yeah. Like this month, we have a show basically every weekend for the, the entire the rest of, of this month. Yeah, until the end of April, um, pretty much. Yeah. And then I think we have a couple shows in May. Then we're going on tour in June, and then nice. so it's like, but the but basically May I think is we're we're gonna spend most of May like writing and trying to finish the LP or get it as close to being finished as we can. Because I wrote I I want to play more stuff live. We all right. want to play more stuff. Yeah. Live. Yeah. Our set's super short right now. I'm just playing four songs. So. Yeah. Will that be uh, put out on your maggot stuff? Yeah. I mean, more, more than, than likely, likely, yeah. I mean, we're the demo's doing really good, and I mean, yeah. we love maggot stomp. This is like yeah, the Scott coolest was, things like we've ever gotten to do, and I mean, I just love it. Scott's a fucking badass. He, he's been a huge help. Like a lot of this wouldn't have been possible without yeah, him. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, like he's he's helped us out so much. And, I mean, like. It feels like a family, you know? Like, yeah. like we joined like we joined the family, so it's like we don't have any intention on getting out of the family. Yeah. Very nice. So probably do you think it'll be out maybe this fall? Um or is that too soon? Well I I don't know. I mean maybe. I mean we have the whole summer. I mean I think by the end of the year for sure. Yeah. I mean I we'll Either way, like, we'll try to put something out, yeah. you know what I mean, in between. Yeah. It'll definitely know? be finished before the year's yeah. over, but, but as far as when it's released, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. yeah. 
very cool. Very nice. So you said you were doing a tour. Mm -hmm. Are you going out very far? Uh, um, we're going to California and back. California and so, back? Yeah, yeah. Hitting cities along the way to California and then yeah. we're playing uh, two Los Angeles shows and uh, coming back. Nice. Very cool. Well, ooh. So when I do an interview, I like to play a song from your demo. Uh, you pick which one and which, which song would you like? Hmm. I mean, I'm kind of partial to Merciless. That's my favorite song off of the demo. That's a song like I have the most fun playing, but yeah, I don't know what, what everybody else thinks. But Merciless is good. Merciless? Yeah. All right, excellent. Cool. If it's any, if it's any other song, then it would probably be uh, uh, Self Made by Liliati. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, dude. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to Thank yeah, you thank very you. much. Thank you for interviewing us. Yeah, yeah thank love you doing much. these. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah. Thank you very much.
So how'd you like that tasty-ass Texas death metal buddy? I thoroughly enjoyed that. That's probably one of my favorite opening songs that you've done on on this podcast. I'm I'm very pleased with that. Oh yeah. Yeah, um I believe Randy told me about them uh the last time we recorded for the Women of Metal episode and she said, "Oh, this this band uh they're they're opening for the Necrot Blood Incantation show and they're real good. Frozen Soul." So I go to this show already fucking jazzed to see Necrot and Blood Incantation, but then like the the two opening acts, uh, which forgive me I can't remember, Steel Bared Hand I think was or, or something to that extent, and Frozen Soul, and it was just a fucking awesome lineup. Every band just killed it. I I went in with high expectations and they were met. And it's definitely one of my favorite concerts of this year. And I got to see nice. fucking horrendous in Outer Heaven. <laughs> and it's like on that level for me. It was fucking good as shit. I know I know they mentioned it in the in the interview, but like once the song like really started going, I could tell that they're they're mortician fans. I only own one mortician album. It's actually two. It's uh Hacked Up for Barbecue and Zombie Apocalypse. It was like a double album. Sounds well, delicious. It wasn't a double album. It's just Relapse Records decided to put both of them on one on one disc. But I've seen those, yeah. I I love those. I love it when metal bands like take the time to slow it down and just really just put the crunch in the bitch. You know what I mean? Just chugga, chugga, chugga. Slow it heavy. I've, fucking love that shit me too it's just like when you headbang you gotta stomp too <laughs> it's like head stomping music i fist pump you oh fuck yeah fist pump <laughs> what no okay headbang fist pump foot foot stomp it's a whole fucking workout uh coordination I, yeah <laughs> oh god gotta try that shit well i mean i, I see people doing it in the pit which I'm, oh yeah i'm too afraid <laughs> to dive into i know what you're talking about I will get crushed. Yeah, watch watch out for those kids. They're dangerous. Oh, yeah, dude. Mm. Get kicked in the face. Speaking of Necrot, I figured, why not play some? Yes, play yes. some. Yes. Oh, uh, just before we move on, that was Frozen Soul with their song Merciless off of their demo, which came out under Maggot Stomp. And keep an eye out. For that full length. Mm-hmm. All right. So for Necrot, Cole, are you very familiar with the band? No. All right. So they are a, I want to say if they're from California. Um, but anyway, they've been around since 2011. Uh, they put out about three demos. And then what we're going to hear is a compilation of those demos that came out in 2016 before their 2017 first full-length Blood Offering, which is excellent. Uh, But we're going to go ahead and listen to this compilation called The Labyrinth, and you will be hearing the the song Scattered. Ooh. Let's go. 
that neck rot, that sweet, sweet neck rot. Let, let, let me let me tell you. I know what you're you're doing for this this episode. You got you got some dirty bands, some dirty dirty bands lined up. I like that. That's oh, good I, stuff. I got variety, bud. It's it's getting dirty. I oh, feel wonder, oh, yeah. wonderfully violated right now. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. I mean, it's like Frozen Soul opening for Necrot and Blood Incantation. It's just like too perfect. It worked real well, real well, real well. Uh, a memorable moment from the Necrot show is uh, Luca, their front man, throws his hands up into the air and says, "Let us summon devils." And I was like, oh my God, yes, <laughs> let us. Uh, that would probably be my cue to leave. <laughs> Why? I, I, you know, once you, once you get the devils in the room, that's, that's when things get, get a little weird. All the devils are in office. <laughs> They're everywhere. Everywhere in her. All right, enough of that silly horse shit. Ooh. Well, let's get into March releases. There are a lot of bands that put out some good fucking metal. Like, uh, oh God, are you ready for me to fuck a band name up? Hit me with it. Vircolac? Let me see. uh, Vircolac? I'm thinking it looks like I see cola. <laughs> Vircolac. They're I, they're from Ireland. Your guess is as good as mine. I feel like to avoid being the 11th band named Anal Vomit, <laughs> you think of something more unique and then you're like, Ugh. "You know what I just realized? Yes. So so they've got what is it uh the the metal encyclopedia uh website?" Oh, yeah, that's that's my bible. Is that what it's metal encyclopedia? Uh, encyclopedia metalum. Yeah, that's something it. like that. So for for every every band that's on that, they should they should definitely have a pronunciation of of bands. Ooh, like dictionary dot com, where yes. you push the thing and it's it's yes. that would be so good because there's that Orkalock. there's that band from Scotland S A O R. I'm like, is it sore? <laughs> I have yet to meet somebody that knows how to pronounce that fucking band name. Sore. So are. So are? So are we. So are we not able to pronounce things. Anyway, we're going to listen to Vicorlac. Yep, fuck that up. Anyway, the album is Mask. They released this under in America under Darkness Scent. Um, and the European label is Sepulcher Voice Records. Some shit like that. Anyway, they've been around since 2013, and this album came out March 8th, so nice and fresh. And we're going to hear The Long Trail. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Get up! 
that was Verkolak. Verkolak. Oh. Oh. It's so. Thoughts? Another another dirty band. Not quite as dirty. Not quite as dirty, but still still dirty. I, still, I liked it. Yeah, there was pretty pretty melodic bits along with your filth and grime and, and uh, fast parts. And and then there are fast parts. Like my fast parts. <laughs> yeah. And if you appreciate the artwork, the photograph of the uh, skeleton, you can get it on a T-shirt <gasps> and a hoodie. Ooh. With the zippy the zippy hoodies. Yeah, I do. I do like the 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 artwork. Yeah. And they've got a really lovely smoky vinyl. It's real pretty. I mean, they got they got normal black vinyl too, but you know that's a given. Yeah. But good good job, out of Ireland, putting out the taste of death. Hey, guess what? What? So the Frozen Soul interview. Uh, someone mentioned imprecation. I don't know them. They're from Texas, and they're up next. Ooh. Ooh. So, this band originally formed back in 1991. Oh, that's a long time ago. They were together until 98, where they went their separate ways, I guess. Uh, reformed in 2009, and they've been together ever since. So, that's a good... It's another 10 years of... Yeah. Yeah. Um... Anyway, this is their going to be off their second full-length album, Damnation Odd Bestius. Probably fucking that up, but that's just what I do. We're going to listen to, oh, this song title is great, Baptized in Satan's Blood. He did say it was, uh, was evil sounding. <laughs> Are you ready for some evil metal? I'm so ready. Hold on to your butts, kids, because you're going to get baptized.
Vacation, such fucking <sighs> evil shit, dude. It is evil. I, I really like the the little dark funeralish bits in there. I've often wondered too with that with that sound. Like, there's there's a lot of metal bands. Well, I say a lot of them that are able to perfect that. I don't know what it is. I've tried it and I've failed miserably. So I just like. Kudos to those people. Yeah, kudos to those people that can that can do that. It's like a certain type of riffage. But yeah, I liked I like those parts. I like the the chugga chugga parts. It was that was a good song. Fuck yeah. It's real good. The the whole the whole album. Just 
Just go listen to Just the listen whole to album. It. Just listen. Just do it. Anyway. Yep. Oh, their themes are occultism, Satanism, and death. I did hear Satan's name mentioned in the song. Well, it is called Baptized in Satan's Blood. Very appropriate. Which sounds like a fun weekend plan. <laughs> <laughs> fun weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, well... I feel like we're still, uh, man, there's a lot of death metal in this episode so far. Yes. Uh, now we're going to be going into death metal with blackened elements. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear Ceremony of Silence. Uh, oh, shit, dude. We've gotten, we've, we, we finished with the March releases and we're getting into April since we're not recording in April. Because I'm going on a trip. Norway. Norway. Yeah. Anyway. So we're just going to like cover all of the releases for April. I mean, it's practically April. It's it's a few days away. Yeah. Uh, But anywho. Ceremony of Silence releases their debut album, Outis? O-U-T-I-S? Outis? Out, out is, outis. Oyetis. What was that? Oyetis. Oyetis. <laughs> That's it. Oyetis. Uh, April fifth. Uh, that is coming out under Willowtip Records. This oh, band yeah. is from Slovakia. And honestly, off the top of my head, the only band I can think of from Slovakia is Malokarpatin, and I fucking love that band. So maybe Slovakia is just like where it's at for like just like this blossoming metal scene uh but anywho this band formed in 2015 by guitarist Vilozov and drummer Svjartog <laughs> sorry guys Slovakian names are hard for us English peoples uh Americans what started off as hours of free-flowing, improvised, I can speak. What started off as improvised jam sessions and writing sessions evolved into the album that is releasing and the song that you'll be hearing. The music is dissonant but atmospheric and enough trim picking and blast beats to keep you happy. Oh my god, she said trim picking here. That's that's Oh, oh god. Uh. Contain yourself, Cole. I'll try. <laughs> We're going to listen to Evocation of the Silent Eye.
So Cole, what did you think of Ceremony of Silence? That was that was fantastic. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. So a few things on that. I now I'm very simple when it comes to any type of music, especially metal, like a lot of a lot of double bass, a lot of trim picking. But I noticed on this this drummer is very snare oriented and I would love to see more drummers that are like that throughout this whole song. I was thinking like this would be perfect on a battlefield, like people getting ready to fight, fight to the death, a bloody death. It's fucking brutal. But, uh, yeah, that, that was, that was interesting. There's a lot of weird parts. And then at the end, um, it became hypnotizing, so I'm I'm very pleased with that. That was enjoyable. Yeah, I think that band is really good. Um, like I said, Slovakia, keep on putting out the good metal. Also, the album art, I think it's really neat. It's pretty. It's it's really nice. Well, I don't want to butcher his name again, but the their drummer mm-hmm. is also a graphic designer and artist. Of course. And he did the album art. And not only does he do like that medium, but I'm on his Instagram right now. And he does some beautiful woodworking, carving, like uh, this owl, um, this building, uh, fucking thing. Let's scroll. Uh, there you're seeing the album art, which that put that shit on a t-shirt. Right. Um, here we have... The album art, but it super looks like he's... It's a wood carving. Yeah. That's so badass. It so is badass. Props to you, dude. You're a talented motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm going to buy this for sure. Fuck like, there, yeah. there's there's no question, like, negative balance in the bank. I'm going to put more negative money in the, in the bank to, to buy that. <laughs> That's but, how serious I am. Well, uh, let's see. You can get his art on a sweatshirt, or a, I'm sorry, a hoodie, and it's very nice. It very much looks like the woodcut, and it's got that uh, kind of eyeball design on the front. That's so awesome. It's so tits. Also, they have a really beautiful uh, gold vinyl up for grabs. Uh, album art on the front of the T-shirt. I just, I like that. Like, I usually don't like square art on a shirt, but that looks really good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I like the the use of gold and the black. Anyway, good fucking music, talented fucking artists. And uh, he also does the the lyrics, which I have no idea what they're saying, but... (laughs) I, I I don't have the ear to, like, figure out growls yet, unless it's, like, really obvious, like, oh, Satan. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, April 5th, uh, if you... It's around the corner. ...really like that, uh, go pre-order it. Also, you can listen to another song of theirs, uh, Ceremony of a Thousand Stars, which is the second track on their album. At band, their Bandcamp, which you can, you can go to the you can go to bitchandmetal.com and go to the show notes, and that'll send you right there. 
Because I do that for you people. I do that for you. Because I care. Ooh. Dude, I feel like I'm just like killing it with this, with the bands. I got so <laughs> much good bands. Uh, Hath. I never heard of Hath, right? H-A-T-H? Yep, that is correct. They are from New Jersey. Uh, this is more black and death metal. Ooh. This album releases, this is their debut, uh, Of Rotten Ruin. Releases April 12th. It's also on Willowtip Records. Ah, again with the Willowtip. Killing it, Willowtip. Let's see. This band started in 2014 as a project between Frank Albanzi. Sorry. And AJ and Greg. I'm not even going to pronounce last names. I just want to fuck <laughs> it up. Uh, he joined on bass during the writing of their first EP, Hive, which released in 2015 to some pretty high praise. Uh, in 2018, they signed a Willow Tip and added Peter Brown as guitarist. And and now you're going to listen to these guys make badass music. You're going to hear Withered. Thank you. 
Oh my half. Oh god, so good. That was good. The first time I heard that, I was like, this is my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the artwork. Oh, uh yes. Yes. Speaking of, uh quick note on the ceremony of silence. The guy doesn't do wood carving. He does wood block printing, which I think is badass. Hits. Yeah, because I totally, I too have a graphic design background, and I was super into print. I worked at a print shop for some years, and just like the whole printing process I think is really neat. So the fact that there's someone out there still doing woodblock print, I'm like, fucking badass. <laughs> but I digress. Hath has a lovely painted album cover. And anyway, so Cole, well, give me give me thoughts. Um, you liked it, but I need more. Uh, yeah, uh, you know one thing. One thing that I I really noticed about this is it seems like, and there's nothing wrong with this. Like I said, I'm a very simple person when it comes to to metal, but I noticed that a lot of metal bands focus on. Matt, what is it? If it's the low end, is that the like the the bassy? The bassy stuff, if it's low end, it's like the like the really like very bassy stuff, and I like yeah. that. But this was very like like very mid range, um, and I you know I don't I don't see a lot of bands like perfecting that particular sound because they're so. trying to just be so heavy that they yeah. just focus Which, on dude like there's nothing wrong with that oh no but, but it's nice I, to have diversity i i love mid-rangey metal albums i love 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 them it's it's sharp uh the guitars like there's not so much bass that you know what I mean? Like it's like you can hear it more. It's more crisp. It's like it's even crispy metal. Yeah, it's very crispy metal. It's good stuff. I I like it. I like I like this band. Yeah, it's a really good album. And for all you vinyl nuts out there, they have a lovely purple and bone merge that you can get. It's Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a nice it's a nice shade of purple. I love their logo too, by the way. It's a good logo. I wonder if they who who did that logo? Sometimes they they'll say like at the bottom <laughs> recorded, mastered album art by Alan Burke for Nightjar Illustration. Yeah, I was reading this earlier. Hmm. Uh produced and mixed by uh AJ, AJ. the drummer. That's that's cool. Nice. I, like, a, fuck, what was it? There's this band from, I think, Australia called The Fuhrer, and <laughs> they're very much, like, it's the drummer that runs that band, and he also is the singer, and when I first discovered <laughs> them, I thought that they were really <laughs> impressive how the guy was, like, doing black metal blast beats and still, like, behind the drums, they just, like, yeah. right, just growling like fucking crazy but after i bought it and i listened to it the drums were at the front of the mix and it just got too overpowering and i'm glad to see that that's not a fault of just drummers yeah i i mean that's that's wrong to even like assume that that is a a thing yeah um 
But it's good that there's like a good balance of mix. Mm. That you're not getting fucking kick drum in the ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagine metal's pretty I mean if if you've got the right person that's been that's been doing that forever, like I imagine it's easy for somebody that's been doing it forever to produce a metal album, but in general, metal is very chaotic yeah. and to get everything even is is so hard. Sometimes you end up with ha- having one particular instrument be the the uh like focal point for that, which is cool. I'm cool with that like Right. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm glad glad you're liking all the music I'm throwing at you so far. Frick yeah, dude. These these are some some good bands. It's like making me think. It's getting me it's getting me motivated. Oh, damn. Very motivated. Uh we're coming we're coming near the end. Shut up. We got <laughs> two more bands and then Ulthar interview and song. And we are switching this up completely. What you got? We have been listening to a lot of death metal, black and death metal, and now we're going to power metal. Oh, nearly <laughs> epic doom, but there's definitely some power metal flares tossed in there. Uh, so fuck, what was it like? Episode two, I think it was. Was that the cassette episode? I think it was. I believe so. That I remember. Yeah. I played Smolder. Mm-hmm. Their song Sword Woman from their demo Sword Woman. Mm-hmm. And that, I believe it was that demo is what got uh, Cruz de la Sur Music interested in them and got them signed. And they have, they have a full length album coming out. And I'm fucking excited as shit. I can tell. I was so excited <laughs> that as soon as I saw pre-orders for the vinyl come up, <gasps> I yeah, I did that. I, I, I think I forgot to <laughs> breathe for a, for a minute. I was like, breathe. Shut up and breathe. <laughs> Don't forget to breathe. <laughs> Don't forget to breathe. You can't pre-order it. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't see the notice until like 18 hours after it was posted and the the fancy vinyl was already like, sold out. Sold out. Yeah. Uh, so I have to go for normal black vinyl. Ugh. But anyway, <laughs> dude, the album art uh-huh. for this is fucking amazing. I will show you that in a minute. But the artwork is by fantasy painter Michael uh, Whelan. He's done a lot of fantasy novel uh covers uh he did the album art for sepultura's roots album nice he also did some of their earlier album Mm -hmm. art um but he's a phenomenal artist and the fact that his art's on there it's it's just it's just too fucking epic (laughs) it's too good it's too perfect and uh you'll definitely see that in a minute uh but anyway this toronto-based epic doom band is releasing their first full-length album, Times of Obscene, Evil, and Wild Daring. On April 26th, you are going to hear Bastard Steel.
so cool. That was Smolder. How'd you like that? That was fun stuff. Fuck yes, it is. Very, very fun metal. Love the, love the cover, the artwork. It's amazing, isn't <laughs> it? It is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, after I pre-ordered the album, I went to the artist's website and I just spent forever just like looking through all of his art and it's, it's all amazing. He's so talented. I wish I was that. I wish I could paint. We, I wish I had like, I mean, I guess you can like scope people out, but that's that's always been like a dream of mine is to, you know, make an make an awesome metal album and have an awesome artist like contribute artwork to it. Right. Because you know that, you know, all well, I think everybody's guilty of this, but metalheads especially, it's like y- you know you've totally bought albums based off of the artwork, and you like get it, and you're like, oh, this did not disappoint. I don't know if you've done that. I have, for sure. I've definitely found albums and thought, that art is amazing. I really hope it's a good good music, so I have an excuse to buy that album. (laughs) And there are definitely some moments where I'm like, eh, it's it's okay. But other times I'm like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And this, this... Anyway, there's still some pre-orders left for, there are six remaining for the Die Hard Black Vinyl Bundle, which is what I got. Comes with a patch, a pin, a t-shirt, and the vinyl. Uh, But there's there's also CDs and cassettes and just straight up vinyl that are still available. What was the run like? The run? Like how they had, uh, they had six remaining of... Of your mom. I have no idea. It edition of... 15? 15. Okay. Oh, shit. It was the uh, the fancy one, the fancy colored vinyl that I, that I probably fucking ate shit and that, messed it. That is a very good way to to get people to, to get your music for sure like have right. a obviously like have a limited run and then just watch people like flip their li- shit like flip their shit like it's black friday like oh my god trampling grandma i got the gold vinyl i have Dead. to uh so this this band is very fantasy driven and you can go onto their band camp and listen to the sword woman which they have re-recorded and slowed it down a bit so it's even more like epic doom and i really like the slowed down version of it uh so good job guys they re-recorded it yeah they slowed it down a bit and it's like "Mm, yeah (laughs) uh they also have a music video out uh which is linked on their band camp which is excellent it's footage from an old uh old like fantasy movie of a woman like kicking ass (laughs) awesome (laughs) i like that description (laughs) Uh, anyway this is a six song album uh you have uh voyage of the sun chaser which was on their demo on here as well and i like this re-recorded version more 
it definitely has more it's a bit, it's just all over more polished obviously the previous was a demo duh uh but it just sounds better that's fair i'm really mm. i'm really excited and the first song so you can listen to the sword woman but they also have uh Ilion of garethorn which i had to look into uh she's also known as queen Ilion. Uh, she's an aspect of the Eternal Champion, which is from the Michael Moorcock series. And that just got me digging even deeper. Who's the Eternal Champion? Um, the Eternal Champion is uh, an aspect. Okay, so do you know anything about Michael Moorcock? Like at all? No. Okay, so I personally know him from his Elric story. And I never had, I haven't read the novels. I've only read graphic novels. Like there was a comic book run. I picked that up. And then recently, I think it was Titan Comics was putting out these really beautifully illustrated stories. uh, Talk like telling how Elric was born with cursed blood. And he would die if it weren't for magical treatments and potions uh, because of his cursed blood. And it makes him really weak, and he's the emperor of of the land. Um, and he eventually ends up getting the sword that... So there, there's like a balance between chaos and law. Huh. That's like a really big thing in that storyline. Yeah. And the eternal champion is an aspect that is born when the world is out of balance, when the universe is out of, ba- out of balance, and helps like bring it back to balance. So I believe Elric was of chaos, and his sword, dude, his sword is fucked up. It's sentient. So he's a he's an exceptional swordsman when, and is finally able to like control it. Uh-huh. But it the sword has a really bad problem about wanting to kill the people he loves. Oh damn! <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Sell it on fucking eBay. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. But I think he feels like it's his duty to, like, like, he's mastered the sword. Yeah. He must go forth and be the, the eternal champion. But there, there are several, uh, eternal champions throughout, uh, aspects of the champion throughout Michael Moorcock lore, I guess we'll say. I'm just assuming that that is where that song comes from it could just be a coincidence of like hey that was just a good song title yeah that shit happens but i feel like this band is a good a good i don't know segue into the next one uh which is also uh not death metal at all um, this is going to be Chevalier. They are from Finland. They do like a heavy speed metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're really fun. I listened to, was it an EP or demo? And it was really good. Uh, but this album comes out April 26th, the same day as Smolders. Uh, it is called Destiny Calls. And it is being released on Gates of Hell Records. And yeah, it's just 
Oh God. It's real good. And the song title. Hmm. We're going to play the song before I dive into this because I just like went bad shit. The song's called Immurement. Immurement. Which in Latin literally means walled in. Ugh. Oh, yeah. you know where this is going. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let's listen to this. Uh, so for this song, I picked this song specifically because their singer, Emma, she has this super latitive range that's just like really impressive. She does a really great like high pitch speed metal, heavy metal singing. It's, <laughs> it's fucking good. Uh, but here is immurement.
environment. Do you feel walled in, friend? Oh. No. <laughs> Still a good song, though. Right? I really like it. Yeah, it was it it was good. Uh, I I know it's a complete change from like the majority of the <laughs> of the episode. That's 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 still that's okay. Yeah. the The mix was was a little rough, but I mean, yeah, but you I, know, as a musician, like it's not hard to hear what's I, going on. I like that that production, the rough and ragged atmosphere. It's cult. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel like if it's too squeaky, it would too squeaky clean it would just kind of take away from the the charm yeah you're pro- you're probably right at least at yeah. least with with that type of type of music yeah and like every song on this uh release has this like monumentous monumentous intro segment that just makes every song feel really just like epic i feel like that word's a bit overused but it's the only word i could think of I feel like that should be solely designated for for metalheads because I do hear that word a lot. That is ours. You will not use that. That is that is metalheads. So are we like running up to the word epic and just licking it and being like mine? Exactly. Oh, and we need to reclaim the horns too. You just see random jackasses throwing them up. I'm like, stop it. Sometimes you see them do the wolf pack where they've got the. Oh, I hate it. Is that what that is? You put the thumb out? Sometimes. I just well, thought it was people being dumb. <laughs> I mean, that's that's basically it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I wanted to make sure to say that uh, Chevalier, yes, they're on Gates of Hell Records, but this is also being released uh, through Cruz del Sur Music out of Italy, and that is the same label as Smolder, uh, Traveler, gatekeeper there's a lot of really good shit and what i'm really excited about in may is vulture's vengeance's first full-length album oh my god (laughs) uh in may that shit's getting played uh but i when i i got it recently and i just like stopped breathing for a full minute oh no (gasps) (laughs) oh god uh anyway the like heavy metal like this label and, and labels adjacent are just putting out some really good, just heavy metal. And I fucking love it. <laughs> but, so, uh, before we, we get into that down and dirty, um, there is a re-recording from a previous release on Destiny Calls, uh, The Curse of the Dead Star. Uh, I believe... You can go to their Bandcamp page and listen to that. So, do you do you know Amurement? What does that mean? It means walled in. I got so balls deep in reading about this <laughs> shit that I filled up two of my little note cards. I see that. And then I just said, fuck it, and I made a whole, like, WordPad document because it's so interesting something i like knew about but never really looked into um so like i said it literally means to be walled in uh it was used as a method of execution of course of course 
uh, a few historic uh, representations. Uh, Vestal virgins in ancient Rome. These were virgins, uh, priestesses, to the goddess uh, Vestal, uh, Vesta, I'm sorry, who is the goddess of the home and family. And it was a way of punishing the priestess if she broke her very strict vow of chastity and celibacy. Uh, they were immured uh, alive. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mongolia, immurement was practiced as recently as the 20th century. There was actually an article from 1914 talking about the method of immurement. And it's just awful. It's this tiny little box. Okay, first off, Mongolia is flat as fuck. (laughs) Uh, So they would just have this box. You couldn't lie down in it or sit up in it. They, there was a little hole that they would give you small bits of food. Uh, the whole idea is you would eventually just like wither away and starve to death. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's it's horrible. Uh, probably the most famous uh, person to be immured is Elizabeth Bathory. Hmm. You know who that is? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, for those that don't, she... Lady in red. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh my God, is that song about her? No, I wish. <laughs> I totally wish. Um, she was a Hungarian countess who was really into capturing the young virgin maidens and using their blood to bathe in it. And there were several girls that were killed. They think it got up into the hundreds. <laughs> Uh, and they finally figured out what was happening, and they immured her into her room. And she lived there for about four years, so she was well-fed for the most part. She did starve to death eventually, but they f- were feeding her enough that she lived four years. I mean, that's... Is that a record? <laughs> right. And um, it, and again, immured is where you're like, you can't... Walden. It's you, like, it's just like covering your front door like you get rid of your front door and you just break it in and there's no way of opening the door it's just being trapped okay usually it's a smaller space than like a room but there's various various uh variations to it um there's also human sacrifice uh they would be entombed with the deceased in several cultures it is uh They would have a living person be entombed with a deceased person as part of the funeral ritual. In China, oh, this is, this is fucking good. You're going to love this. All right. In 102 BC, the Qun Shi Hong died and all of the imperial concubines and the artisans who worked on the mausoleum were immured alive with him. Oh my god. Horror. That's fucking just like like fresh dead body no, to, to like, decompose. Like they they took the dead guy and put him in his mausoleum and then they took all of the living living people 
that were either his concubines or the people that built the mausoleum and put them in there with him and blocked it up. So they were in there, alive, left to die. Like no food, no nothing? I mean, like, can you imagine the chaos of being stuck in the dark, starving to death with a bunch of other people? Yeah. Nightmare. That is a nightmare. Fucking nightmare. Uh, Let's see. There's also um, incidences uh, of religious practices. Uh, It was used in Christianity. Uh, People would allow themselves to be immured and sustain on minimal food. For example, 4th century AD, one nun named Alexandria immured herself into a tomb for 10 years with a tiny aperture enabling her to receive meager provisions also saint jerome spoke of one follower spent his entire life in a cistern consuming no more than five figs a day is that small yeah (laughs) can you imagine only eating five figs a day what's a fig a fig is a little little fruit oh about that big no yeah and there's a pretty hearty pit in those things too that's where they get the five fig diet from mm-hmm. i'm joking I'm oh yeah <laughs> i mean i've been following the five fig diet for decades <laughs> i'm kidding um let's see oh yeah uh the catholics uh did a tradition existed a type of enforced lifelong confinement against nuns or monks who had broken their vow of chastity or spoke heretical ideas uh some believe that this type of imprisonment was indeed a form of immurement uh let's see oh yeah it, uh the japanese it was a form of suicide mm. let's see there are these amid buddhists uh the followers themselves would immure themselves in caverns where there was barely space to be sealed and they were Uh, They can barely breathe through an air shaft, and they would quietly allow themselves to die of hunger. (sighs) Fucking crazy. That is crazy. Uh, Ooh, folklore. Uh, This is a folktale from Sweden, Finland, and Estonia. Uh, Well, variations thereof. Uh, According to Finnish legends, a young maiden was wrongfully immured into the castle wall. As punishment for treason, the subsequent growth of a tree at the location of her execution, whose flowers uh, were as white as her innocence and berries as red as her blood, uh, inspired a ballad. And I'm really curious if there's any metal bands out there that have written any stories, like songs about that story. Maybe. Because that would be pretty neat. Um, oh, weird thing. Human sacrifice when constructing buildings. Oh, yes. A number of cultures have tales and ballads containing uh, a motif of the sacrifice of a human being to ensure the strength of a building. And there's also animal variations where people would, like, cats. They've actually, like, renovated old buildings and found cats cats immured in the walls fucking weird i guess it's a way of like keeping the spirits away because you know cats are like guardians of the underworld yeah yeah uh it's also mentioned in dante's inferno 
Amurement? Yeah. Uh, let's see. For alleged treachery, uh, this guy and his sons and grandsons were immured. And Dante mentions them as leaders in the ninth circle of hell in Dante's Divine Comedy. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't you read Dante's Divine Comedy? I, I bought the Barnes & Noble, like the nice hardback. Oh, those are nice. Uh, version of that. Uh, and, of course, it does have illustrations. But yeah. I have not sat down and read that in its entirety, but I will. I most certainly will. That'll probably be this year. Oh, nice. For sure. That's that's a pretty beefy book, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. Well, ha- if, you're, if you're into that, add this. So, more recent literary representations of it is Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, the casket of Amortillado? Fuck that up. <laughs> anyway, uh, Amurement's mentioned in that. Also, uh, Oscar Wilde in the uh, Canterbury, Canterville Ghost. And uh, Mark Twain mentions it in The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Joe died after being accidentally sealed in a cave. Poor Joe. Yeah, poor Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Joe, what you doing with that cave in your hand? I don't know. It's fucking <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> dead. dead. Uh, but anyway, immurement. Hours of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Days of fun. Days How of fun. How long can you go? Oh, yeah. Well, there, there are moments where they were doing the ritual immurement for, like, ceremony sacrifices uh, where they would have, like, the corpse of the person that had perished naturally. Mm-hmm. Or, or died in battle. You know, they're, they're dead. You've, yeah. you've got the dead guy. And then you have the corpse next to it that, like, there's a cup next to the corpse. And they think that they were, like, drugged or given poison and then put in there with the dead. Well, there was um, something I was reading about uh, the plague in Russia. And there is this area in Russia where they have these white buildings, uh, small buildings on the side of a, a hill. And during the plague, apparently... When someone would get sick, they would just take them to their family crib and just shut them in there. Because they're like, hey, you've got the plague. You're going to die anyway, so might as well take care of you now. Fucking dark. It is dark. Yeah. But anyway, enough of that. Do you want to hear some uh, Ulthar? Yeah. Yeah. So we've heard Entropy Atrophy. Uh, We're going to listen to the interview with Shelby. He plays guitar and contributes to the Growlies. And fuck, dude. Where's my note with that shit on it? I fucking lost it. Oh, there it is. Ah, infinite cold distance. That's going to take us out of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Remember to support these bands. Go to bitchandmetal.com. There will be links there for you to go directly to their pages and pay for their music, pre-order it, whatever you want to do to help support the bands that you like. Um, This is the last episode for about a month. We'll be coming back in May, hopefully with some interviews from our adventures in Scandinavia. Thank you so much for, for for your time, Cole. You bet. Super fun. All right, here is Ulthar. 
So for the for the people that don't know who Uthar is, who are we? Yes, <laughs> um, we're uh, a three-piece band from Oakland, California. Um, we dabble in black metal and death metal and all sorts of uh, heavy genres. We don't really categorize ourselves as one thing. We just like to make uh, freaky music together, I guess. No, that sounds good. Yeah. Let's see. Ooh. So you guys have been to, on tour for about a, a week now. Yeah, exactly a week. Uh, do you have plans for touring abroad? Um, we've been talking about it. I don't think it'll happen this year, but possibly next year. We're already writing and planning our next album, and it might happen after that. We'll see. Very cool. Yeah, we'll see. I, we have another four weeks on this tour, so we're just trying to get through this alive first. Wouldn't right? that be fucked up if we died on this? We got in a wreck don't, and died, and don't this was fucking the last die. thing. <laughs> this was the last thing that survived. Just try real hard not to die. Did you see in the news like a band died? They they fucking wrecked their tour van uh, last night. Oh, it was last night. Yeah, this band called Hers, H E R apostrophe S, like a British band. Yeah, they went into like oncoming traffic and died. We and it was on Highway 10. Like we were just there like two days before they were. Kind of sent a chill up my spine. It was in like the national news. That's... Sorry, I got sidetracked. No, no, no. That's fine. I've totally heard stories of like an entire band being wiped out. Yeah, yeah. There was that band Wormreich and. Uh, what was, it? was it? They were from Florida, was it? I, I want to say Georgia, but uh, somewhere in the south. Yeah. And years ago, there was a band called. Uh, uh, DMBQ, they're a Japanese band. And my, my friend was their tour manager, and they went off the road on the New Jersey to- Turnpike. Like, two of them died, I think. Uh. Let's <laughs> steer, steer into the really morbid subject matter no, as no, quickly no, no, as no. possible. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. Yeah. We'll be fine. I'm a very careful driver, and I don't drink, so we'll be, we'll be okay. That's good. Yeah, we were just talking about how you've uh, been a real friend to the younger, drunker metalhead crowd. Yeah, I'm always down to... to designated drive for anyone just put it out there yeah i am i am there too well oh uh so i'm always curious band names Uh how do bands pick their band names how did you pick ulthar uh ulthar is um it's sort of an hp lovecraft creation i've always enjoyed lovecraft and read a lot of his books and ulthar there's a Ulthar is uh, a city, like, uh, ruled by cats, also a dimension ruled by cats, and, uh, yeah, I just, I, when I came across the name, I was like, it's a really cool name, and I looked it up, and that's kind of the first thing you do when you start a band, and you're trying to think of a name, you look on Metal Archives and see if it's taken, and no bands, I was amazed, no bands had taken that name, um, so we, like, put out our demo, and we, we got, you know, we got to stake a claim on that name and immediately a band from Philadelphia contacted us and said they were going to sue us because they had the same name and we were like go ahead and they, they broke up nothing ever happened but um, like, there's, there's a, we got our name right before uh, like that band Ulfa from Germany came out right around the same time uh, and now there's like a band called a band from Poland called Ulthar and yeah. Ultar from Russia and Ultor from New York it's crazy. It seems like that's always how it works. You come up with a name, and then immediately there's like twelve other bands. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, we're sticking with it. Wait, you could just 
we 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 thought of it first. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Dibs. we you know once you put a record out, you have proof that you you had it by a certain point. You know. Right. Exactly. Um, That's cool. Ooh. Uh, so, being that your band name is from H.P. Lovecraft, I'm assuming that your lyrics, which I could not find any online. Uh, not that I looked that hard, but right. I don't think they're published anywhere online. They're in the they're in the record, but I don't think you can find them online. Um, not really. Not really. They're uh, sort of, sort of Lovecraft adjacent, but not not really directly, directly inspired by Lovecraft. It's more of, uh, honestly, there's a there's an album by. Do you know the band Rudimentary Peni? They're an old punk band. No. They have an album called Cacophony where they're. Their singer kind of like lost his mind and uh, got obsessed with H.P. Lovecraft. And the the lyric sheet for that album is like 20 pages long, and that's kind of where the where the lyrical inspiration for this band came from. Is like pretty directly inspired by Rudimentary Peni's Cacophony and their their interpretation of Lovecraft and the just like completely batshit insane uh, sort of schizophrenic Lovecraft stuff. That sounds interesting. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great album. It's one of my favorite albums, and uh, yeah, we take I we all take a lot of uh, influence from it. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of through that lens, not directly. I mean, I read an I read a review once where a guy was like, "We have a song called Dunwich Horror." Yeah. There's a Lovecraft story called Dunwich Horror. It's spelled different. It has a different meaning. But the guy was like, "I don't I." I haven't read the lyrics, but I assume it's about the Lovecraft story. And he like went on and on in, in this interview, in his review of our album about like how this song is about that story, and it's not. It's about something totally different. Like we were just it, the title kind of worked for what our song was about. So we, it's just funny. Like people people assume certain things and like oh it's about this. I know what. It, I, and yeah, we that's not what we're about. I guess. Yeah. We, we try to kind of keep people guessing. Right? Yeah. And and now the people know. Let's see. Ooh, so... How has the feedback been from uh, your latest release, uh, Cosmovore? Uh, we're, we're all pretty happy with it. Um, when we recorded it, uh, we didn't know... We didn't have a label to release it when we recorded it. We, yeah. we were still looking, and... Uh, I, I was telling you downstairs I went to see uh, Demolich and Blood Incantation in, in, on my birthday in Pittsburgh last year and I met up with um, Dave from 20 Bucks Spin Records and I, I brought him the I brought him like a CDR of the like rough mix of the album and I, I, I worked with Dave in the past so I was like hey do you want to put this out and I was also like it's my birthday today so it'd be, it'd be kind of a dick move if you didn't put this out I guilt tripped him into it and uh, I think just having it on 20 bucks bin is like hugely makes a huge difference for us like the distribution and everything like we you know kind of felt like we were just a local band just kind of fucking around in Oakland when we started out we put out a demo and then all of a sudden we put a album out on 20 bucks bin and you know it's getting press and every time we go to everybody's heard at least you know heard about it and shit and I, I definitely give Dave a lot of credit for getting out there and you know helping us out yeah and I mean we're all really happy with the way the album came out and the production and everything so yeah it's it's great I'm happy and if people don't like it I also we don't really care either it's well, more we yeah. do it for ourselves <laughs> you know um, ooh, I always like to know 
the people that make the music that I enjoy, what are they listening to? Do, do you, are you saying you enjoy my music? Well, well yeah. That's what <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm interviewing you. I never interview bands that I don't like. Right on. Uh, uh, but, like, what have you been listening to lately? Um... That's a good question. We listen. I, I don't think um, I don't think there's really any guidelines in the tour van. For the last week, we've been listening to a lot of like just ambient music, um, like Japanese ambient music and like Philip Glass. And but then you know, for a little while, we, we listened to a couple Hatebreed songs. It's just completely ac- across the spectrum. It's a little bit of everything. Steve, the bass player, he. Uh, he worked at Amoeba Records in San Francisco for a decade, so he has pretty he has pretty crazy taste in music. We all have really different tastes in music, but we're all very tolerant of each other's music, so we just listen to everything. The one thing we don't listen to very much, though, is metal. <laughs> it's like everything but metal, you know. When you're when you're playing metal every night, it's kind of like. I mean, I'm sure there's bands that tour and listen to metal in the van all day, every day, but like. Yeah. For us, at least, we don't want to listen to metal. So you get you get several hours of it every night. You get in the van in the morning. It's like let's put on fucking Enya or something. <laughs> Have some coffee and listen to like. Enya's good. Yeah, totally. I, we like the majority of what we listen to is is ambient or electronic. I'm just uh, yeah, just on this trip. But for me in my personal life, that's mostly what I listen to also, because I like I like background music that I don't really have to focus on a lot. Yeah. So. Well, I think it's good to listen to other things because if you're just, like, ingesting just massive amounts of metal, yeah. I yeah. mean, how are you going to be incorporating new things Sure, your and I listen, to, I listen to metal a lot, too, but I also, especially when I'm, like, working on new material or whatever, I try not to listen to too much metal because I feel like it's going to influence me and I'm going to either try to try to sort of cop some sort of vibe or a riff or something even if I'm not trying to do it on purpose it's going to get yeah. in there and I'm going to try and steal it or something so I, I yeah I don't know I mostly miss, listen to like ambient music I listen to like dungeon synth and shit in my spare time do you, do you have any recommendations um, I mean Mortis is, is the classic the, the gold standard but there's yeah. like um, there's like there's so there's like a bunch of subgenres of dungeon synth now actually the best recommend, recommendation I can give is a YouTube channel called Dungeon Synth Archives that has literally hundreds, if not thousands, of full Dungeon Synth albums. And I didn't even realize until I found this YouTube site that there's like subgenres on top of subgenres within Dungeon Synth. There's like bestial nautical Dungeon Synth and shit. There's like an Egyptian Dungeon Synth band like that does like eastern scales and shit so that sounds super interesting yeah check out check out the dungeon synth archives on youtube if you if you want to hear that it's it's i've found so many fucking albums on on that channel it's great very cool i like this i like finding all kinds of music (laughs) outside of metal yeah we listen to a lot of prog rock too not justin as much but me and steve we listen to a lot of prog rock in the band like uh bands Um, drop some names for me I'll drop I'll drop a deep cut for you. Um, uh, La Máquina oh. de Hacer Pájaros. It's like the machine that makes birds. It's an Argentinian prog rock band. They put out two albums in like 76 and 77. So it's old school prog rock. Yeah, from the 70s, like for first wave prog rock. But 
nice. Yeah, um, there's a band called Sui Generis from Argentina. I've been, yeah, we were, we were listening to those things in the band. I, I, I don't think Steve had heard of it. I introduced him. And uh, yeah, me and Steve are both prog rock fans. We've been listening to a lot of Krautrock German stuff. Yep. Nice. I'm gonna have to check all that shit out. Uh, ooh, what's your music making process? Um, it's very collaborative for Ulthar. Um, a lot of other bands we play in, it's like somebody will bring an entire song to to the studio and uh, it's just done. But with with us, it's sort of like I'll bring ideas and Steve will bring ideas and we'll all, the three of us together, will just completely rewrite everything and put it back together. I'll, I'll rewrite Steve's songs, he'll rewrite my songs. Um, it's all very, uh, like, freeform. Uh, there's no... There's no like ego involved or anything. It's just like let's let's write music together. And uh, when we, when it comes to lyric writing, that's a whole other thing for us. Where um, I don't know. I I'm a, I wrote most of the lyrics on the album. Well, Steve wrote lyrics for a couple songs. I wrote lyrics for a couple songs. I wrote most of them like the night before we recorded them. And it was sort of just like uh, writing down random phrases. And then we got in the studio and just like screamed. Uh, and sort of just had a reference sheet of words and then after after we recorded it we went back and um, listened to it and then wrote lyrics based on what it sounded like so there was initial sort of lyrical ideas and then we just kind of went nuts in the studio and then came back and listened to it and went well what does it sound like we're saying and wrote the lyrics off of that so that's more of a kind of a weird thing that a way that we work that I don't think most bands do there's not yeah it's not a lot of a lot of it's very uh, spontaneous when it comes to the words. Very cool. Let's see. Ooh, um, weird question. Go ahead. What do you eat for breakfast? Um, I'll give you a very specific answer because I eat the same thing every day. I do too. At work. Um, I go to my job. I have three hard-boiled eggs and some yogurt and granola and berries every morning. I like to get a lot of protein first thing in the morning to get to get moving. That's smart. Yep, and I always have some coffee. That's just when I'm working. Weekends are a wild card. I don't, sometimes I might not even eat breakfast, but um, that's what I eat every day. Were you asking about on tour? No, just breakfast in general. Okay, that's what I eat for breakfast. I can't answer for the other guys. I've only seen them eat breakfast in the van, and it's not pretty. <laughs> um, what are you reading right now? Oh man, uh, a lot of things. Feel bad. Um, I'm reading two books by uh, Thomas Ligotti. I think that's how you pronounce it. L i g o t t i. He's like a contemporary author that a lot of people com- compare to Lovecraft, actually. But he's just sort of like a dark fiction writer. He's very, very flowery and wordy. Um, I'm reading a couple of his books. Um, I'm reading a. Um, uh, a book, it's like pretty much just a, a long-form interview with Werner Herzog. Uh, it's called A Guide for the Perplexed. And it's, yeah, it's basically just a guy interviewing Werner Herzog about every one of his movies he's ever made, sort of in uh, in linear order. Yeah. And that's the one I've been reading the most, actually. That's the one I haven't been able to put down. Werner Herzog's stories from the 70s are 
fucking crazy. Um, also, I'm reading Season of the Witch by David Talbot, which is sort of like an occult history of the Bay Area, San Francisco and stuff. So it's like Jim Jones and the Manson family and every all the crazy shit through the 60s and 70s and 80s that went down in the Bay Area. That's a couple. There's a couple other ones too. Those are the interesting ones. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get you. I have like a stack of books by my bed. Yeah, I have a stack of books by my bed and I have a stack of books in my backpack right now. So for the next month, I'm reading the backpack books and then I'm going to go back. I, the, the, the Herzog book is hardcover with like a sleeve and stuff, so I didn't want to bring it with me and wreck it. So that one's, that's my treat for when I get back home. I'm going to go back to that one. Indeed. Um, is there a band that you would love to share the stage with or go on tour with? Um, actually, our second, I think our second show ever, we haven't played a lot of shows. This tour is like our, our first lengthy tour, but our second show is with Absu, and that was kind of like... With who? Absu. Oh, Absu. Yeah, they're from here. They're from Texas. Yeah, they are. They're, um, that, that was kind of our dream show, and it happened like right away. Nice. Um, so I would love to play with them again. I would love to tour with them. They're all great guys. Um, Dead Congregation would be an awesome band to tour with or play shows with. I saw them, I was lucky enough to see them one time in Oakland and it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. One of my favorite bands musically. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. Well, I think I've sucked up enough time. I yeah. really appreciate yours. My pleasure, thank you. And, um, Oh, we, we never introduced you, did we? Oh, hi, I'm Shelby Lormo from Oldar. You play guitar and yes, vocals? Yes, I do guitar and vocals, yeah. Very Steve nice. Peacock plays bass and vocals, Justin Ennis plays drums. Very cool. And I like to play a song with every interview. Uh, I did play Entropy Atropy mm-hmm. uh, when I played you guys on my episode 13. Uh, so what song besides that one would you like to have played after this interview? Uh, I would say Dunwich Horror, but it's like th- it's like 14 minutes long or something. How about Infinite Cold Distance? That one has the best riff on the album, I think. Infinite? Infinite Cold Distance. It's the one before Entropy Atrophy on the album. Okay, yeah. That riff in the middle, it's the best one. I'll, I'll do that. Okay, cool. That. cool. Thank you. Thank you.